Guardian Unlimited. An extraordinary race in the rain and appropriately, a truly exceptional win in Japan for Lewis Hamilton. Fernando Alonso spins off and does serious damage to his championship hopes. Third place for Kimi Raikkonen keeps the Ferrari driver in the championship, but only just. Hello, this is Morris Hamilton of The Observer in Fuji in Japan, reflecting on yet another dramatic race in this season with Ian Phillips, Business Affairs Manager at Spiker. Now, Ian, uh, will this, will this extraordinary season that we're seeing <laughs> never end? But I think, what a race. But in fact, should we ask to start with, should the race have actually got underway in those conditions? What was your view? Oh, yes, ab absolutely. I, you know, I mean, <laughs> Morris, we're 22 of the finest drivers in the world here in the world's most expensive motor cars. If we can't drive in the rain, that's not a terribly good uh, advert for either, is it? No, of course, of course we should have uh, started. I, to be honest, I thought the safety car went on a bit too long. I thought 10 laps was probably quite enough because when we got underway, the racing was very good. Yes, the safety car was actually out for 19 laps, and as you say, it did start to drag on a bit. But the, the conditions were, were, were very wet, as you probably imagined, uh, and of course it was quite misty, a lot of spray, but the drivers eventually were able to see enough for the race to get going, and as Ian says, uh, the conditions were such that the racing actually turned out to be very uh, entertaining, as it always is when it's wet. But Lewis Hamilton coming through, he had a nudge from Robert Kubica at one point, spun off, bit of damage to his car, he felt a vibration, wasn't too sure what was happening. He had to withstand the pressure of two safety car periods. The first, the one we've just described at the start. The second, which we'll come on to in a minute, caused by his teammate. But a peerless performance from the young guy. Yet again, this extraordinary story keeps going on and on. Another chapter. Lewis's fourth win, you have to say, probably his most impressive win, really, because uh, the conditions, as, as you say, were ever-changing and something new to, <coughs> new to him. And uh, the way he was playing with his teammate Alonso before the, the start of racing proper after the 19 laps of the safety car when he was pretending to go and then he was jamming the brakes on and just tempting Alonso just to push it a little bit. I mean, it was great stuff, uh, but it was clever. It was a mature performance. Uh, and I don't know many people in their first year who could have handled that kind of pressure the way that uh, Lewis did today, the way he has done all season. It is quite extraordinary and a, a faultless drive, really. As, as you say, he got nudged um, and, you know, you'd have thought, well, once, certainly once he knew that his teammate was out of the equation, perhaps, well, I'll just bring it home because that's really all I've got to do now. Um, but he didn't. He wanted to take it in style and take it in style he did. Win number four. Not for the first time this season, Ian, we've said that uh, pole position has tended to be so important because these guys are so competitive, so close, that you need any little advantage you can get. And being ahead on the grid and ahead in the race tends to play into your hands. And here I think we saw a very good example of that because it was Lewis Hamilton uh, who made the second of the two stops being ahead when they made their first scheduled stops and laps 27 and 28. Alonso came in first, but because he was just a little bit behind Lewis Hamilton, when he rejoined, he rejoined behind a gaggle of cars in the midfield. Lewis Hamilton stopped next and got out ahead of them. And that appeared to do uh, Alonso's head in because from then on, he, his lap times fell away. He started to become inconsistent. And the next thing we knew when it was really wet, he spun off all on his own, uh, no, nobody else involved, damage to his car, damage to his championship. 
Well, certainly that, that was the end result. I think he'd had a nudge with somebody else a little bit uh, earlier. There was damage to the right-hand rear side pod, which I don't think was... I mean, it looked untidy. I don't think it would have uh, been had too much of a dramatic effect. I think what actually happened, Morris, is what you said. He lost his head. He came out behind that gaggle of cars and he was frustrated by the, the situation. Uh, Hamilton was out in the lead and, and steaming away, really. Um, you could see the championship just going away with with Hamilton, really. And, yeah, Alonso just appeared to lose it, as we've seen him do, Morris. I mean, you know, he's a two-time world champion, but over the past couple of years, we have seen him lose his head when things aren't going right for him. Um, he gets frustrated and, you know, today he threw away his championship hopes. I know mathematically he can still get it, but the momentum is well and truly with, uh, with his teammate Hamilton now. And with all everything else that's gone on, you know who the team wants to win. As I said at the beginning, you know, when you get a wet race, you always get a lot of drama. And the drama in this one continued right through till the final 67th and final lap. When, uh, hey, uh, and that's right, right on the two-hour button. Yeah. Two-hour, which again, more credit to Lewis Hamilton. The, the, the concentration needed during that period is immense. But uh, the battle for second place went on until halfway around the last lap. Heike Kovalainen heading for his first ever Formula One podium, fending off Kimi Räikkönen, who wanted second place and two more points to try and hang on to his championship hopes by the fingertips. He actually overtook Kovalainen through turn six, and Kovalainen got him back again on the way out, not afraid to have a go. Great fight by Kovalainen. We've been talking about him bit by bit, if you remember. We started off the season saying how disappointing he was, and then bit by bit, Canada and America, we were saying he's getting better and better. But what a drive today from Kovalainen. Yeah, super. I mean, absolutely. He, he had a, a difficult start to the season, but Canada, remember, he had a horrible Friday and a horrible Saturday, and he started from the back of the grid, and what car Renault could cobble up. And, you know, he finished well and truly in the points there. And from that moment on, he's been like a man possessed. I mean, you know, he's got to, his performances have got to be rated alongside Hamilton's and being really impressive as a, as a rookie. Um, and, yeah, had that this year's Renault been anything like last year's one or the years, years before, he would have won races this year. I'm absolutely no doubt about it at all. The man to start is the new young guns, isn't it? Um, and drove a fabulous race because the Renault is obviously not an easy car. Um, I think we have to say it's not an easy car and he stuck to it. They were, they were got lucky with the safety car on their one stop um, and it, it left them up at, up at the front where one or two others got caught including us <laughs> um, but uh, no great stuff but what a good drive from Raikkonen as, as well you know you know how I felt that he's fitting the Ferrari a bit like a glove now and you know they had to stop very early on because they started the race on the wrong set of tyres uh, stopped very early on but he just stuck at it and he was very fast very fast looked really comfortable and you know to me if anybody's going to challenge Hamilton, and I know it's, a, it's an outside chance, but the Ferrari at certain circuits can be very quick, and I think Raikkonen is the man that's going to push Hamilton to the wire, not Alonso. 
Yes, well, just uh, just to reiterate that point, looking up at the podium, it was very nice to see two novices there, Lewis Hamilton and uh, Heike Kovalainen. And also, uh, Kovalainen's job, we have to say, was not helped by the fact that Renault had gambled a little bit and set the car up more towards dry settings than wet, because that's what you have to do, set the car up before qualifying, because you can't touch it before the race. So he really had to work very hard, uh, and it wasn't easy to drive. He said it was aquaplaning everywhere. So full credit to him uh, for getting onto the podium and fending off Raikkonen Hoop. As you say, at the end of, um, once he'd made the early pit stop, the Ferrari driver was right at the back of the field and came through and, and got um, 10, 8, 6 very useful points, but not quite enough for the championship. I mean, he is still an absolute outsider now. He's, he's going to have to rely on the Tim McLaren drivers driving into each other, taking each other out, not scoring points in the last two races. So that's him gone. I think effectively Philippe Massa, who also had to make an early stop, uh, he came through to finish sixth, but his championship is now over, and uh, he will have to help uh, Raikkonen all he can, not that there's a lot he can do. In a hink, we should say at this juncture that uh, Kovalainen and Raikkonen et al were helped uh, quite considerably by a bit of an incident during the second safety car period when the uh, officials were clearing up the mess left by uh, Fernando Alonso and they, they were running behind the safety car and somehow Sebastian Vettel, who had led this race by the way, qualified uh, qualified and started from eighth place in the grid. Um, the youngster doing really well in the Toro Rosso, heading towards a possible podium uh, for Toro Rosso by running third behind Mark Webber and he somehow contrived to collide with Mark Webber's uh, Red Bull car, took them both out and allowed Raikkonen and Kovalainen then to move up in the battle for second place. But Vettel's little incident aside, which was down to inexperience, just running too close behind the safety car. Otherwise, I thought, very impressive. Yeah, he's been very good. The first couple of races that he did for Toro Rosso were a bit unconvincing. But I have to say, that team, since they kicked Scott No Speed out um, after the incident at, at Nürburgring, uh, and they put Vettel in the team, it took them a couple of races to sort themselves out. But as a team, the whole team's upped its game. Uh, Liuzzi's upped his game, even though he knows he's going to be out of work at, at the end of the season. The whole team's done really rather well. I'm, I'm, I'm impressed. In the last two races, three races really, Monza Vettel uh, uh, qualified well. He did the same, I think, in Spa too, and he did he did here, and he drove a very good race. Yes, it was you know an unfortunate mistake. It was one of youth. I mean, the guy is the youngest man ever to have scored a world championship point, is he not? From what he got when he drove the BMW in in America, and you know the guy's guy's doing a good job. He's, another one. It's so exciting, isn't it? These young guys. We've got Hamilton, we've got Kovalainen, and we've got Vettel. A whole new breed of people. You know, the armchairs are beckoning for one or two uh, people who yet. Again Again, this afternoon didn't impress, but I'm sure we'll get on to them later. <laughs> yes, indeed we will. Uh, Sebastian Vettel, obviously, beside himself afterwards. Um, I could see he was in tears as he left the back of the Toro Rosso garage because he knew he'd thrown away a possible podium finish, never mind a points finish. Uh, as Ian says, don't do any experience. Mark Webber somehow uh, containing himself and not getting uh, too upset about it when uh, when we spoke to him, uh, although he did make the point that when you put novices in the car, this is what you're going to get, but the novice has to start somewhere. And Mark was a novice at one point as well. But anyway, you can understand his frustration at seeing a uh, second place beckoning in what has been a difficult season for 
for him. And by the way, we should point out that Mark actually had a touch of food poisoning and he was actually sick in his helmet uh, during the fifth lap of the race and carried on. So all the more reason for the poor guy to to feel frustrated because it has been a mixed uh, season for him, hasn't it, Ian? Yeah, it has. I mean, there's always... there's a question mark that always remains about Mark and, and his racing. He qualifies well, and I think the question mark is because he doesn't. He gets in good positions and he doesn't finish. Not necessarily his own fault. He just gets involved in other people's incidents. It was really bad luck today because actually he kept out of trouble um, and actually looked pretty comfortable. At one stage, I think he was the quickest man on the track. He was looking very, very good uh, at, uh, at one stage until this unfortunate incident. And they're effectively teammates. Uh, anyway, one being Red Bull and the other being Toro Rosso. Uh, so I've no doubt that the director of racing or whatever Dr. Helmut Marco calls himself... Um, We'll be having words with him, but actually that's what Red Bull like, don't they? Like, like a bit of c- c- controversy. So they, probably somebody was told to do it on the radio, perhaps. But out, out of it all, to be fair, uh, David Coulthard soldiered on, you know, did the job that we expect David to do pretty unspectacularly, to be honest. And he, he finished fourth, did a did the solid job that, you know, David does. Giancarlo Fisichella just behind him, another what you call solid job, but nothing more than that. Uh, pretty spe- Not that spectacular, but I'll tell you what was spectacular on the last lap. We talk about uh, Kovalainen and Raikkonen going wheel to wheel and swapping places. Felipe Massa and Robert Kubica were banging wheels and knocked each other off the circuit at one point. It, in fact, it was like uh, Villeneuve and René Arnoux in the 1979 French Grand Prix, if you remember that, the, bat- <clears throat> the battle for second place. But in the end, Massa got sixth place and Robert Kubica got seventh. I understand there's been a steward's inquiry on that, Ian. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a whole queue of drivers actually yeah. waiting outside the steward's office uh, uh, at the moment. But the first incident that they've looked at was uh, that wonderful last lap between uh, Massa and Kubica. Um, and they've actually said, no, no, that's racing. Uh, I tell you what. They wouldn't normally say that. I mean, they knocked each other off the track twice, I think, during the course of that. And it was great stuff to watch. This was motor racing. This was. This wasn't a Formula One procession. This was racing. And it was it was bloody good to watch, I, I have to say. And uh, other than the fact we were hoping that perhaps uh, Massa might get a penalty because it would lift Spiker up into the points. Um, yeah, it was good for Formula One. It just And overall, it was, a, it was a good race. And incidents like that is, you know... You, you're always as good as your last race. We we got a what four months of the winter coming up soon, and if we can have two more races like this to finish the season, then Formula One will finish the season on a great high. So Ian, you, you mentioned uh, Adrian Sutler and the Spiker finishing ninth. Uh, I mean, it looked an impressive drive. I mean, you were you were there or thereabouts all the way through, and uh, you know we saw how good he is in the wet during that wet qualifying session at Monte Carlo. Uh, were you pleased with his performance today overall? Yeah, uh, very good. We were a bit disappointed after qualifying yesterday, but um, he went from uh, 20th on the on the grid up to 11th place. I think something like four laps at the at the start of the race, just absolutely sides his way through. Um, Sadly for him, he was the last person to stop for fuel, um, but it was in the second safety car period. So uh, we dropped from uh, 11th back to 17th. When the safety car went in, he passed five cars and got back up. Uh, and in fact, he was in front of uh, Liuzzi. Um, uh, we believe that Liuzzi did pass him under a yellow flag, which is an incident that's being looked at uh, by, the, by the stewards. And the other thing that was a bit strange was that Liuzzi started from the pit lane um, 
one lap behind because they weren't ready. They decided to put him into the spare car, which was set up for the wet, unlike the one, the car that he qualified. Fair enough, legitimate. But he started one lap behind, and under the safety car, they allowed him to unlap himself. That wasn't what the unlapping rule was written for. You know, he should have had a penalty from starting from the pit lane in the wrong car. Uh, so we're a little bit aggrieved that we haven't uh, scored our first point. But, you know, uh, Adrian did a, a very good job. We beat both works Hondas, both works Toyotas. And um, Sakon Yamamoto was a top Japanese driver as well. So, uh, yeah, all in all, not a bad weekend. Yes, a miserable weekend, as Ian's just said, for the uh, Japanese teams. For Jensen Button, of course, uh, was starting from sixth on the grid. The team had very high hopes of getting at least a podium for him, but he was involved in a very early incident uh, in the wet conditions when the race got underway uh, for seriously on lap 20. Uh, and uh, he had then to make a stop for a new nose cone and all sorts of dramas happening. Rubens Barrichello looked like he was actually going to score one point this season. If this keeps, but he didn't, he finished 10th, as Ian said. And uh, if this continues. Rubens is actually, can you believe Ian, going to finish 2007 as his first season in Formula 1 without having scored a single point because he scored one with you, Jordan, when he first came in in 1993. Yeah, he did in the Japanese Grand Prix, I think think it was, yeah. yeah. There's no chance of Rubens scoring a point this year. I just don't see it. We shall score one before he will. It's a shame though, isn't it? I mean, he should, do you think he should retire gracefully, people like him and Ralph? Yeah, I do. Absolutely. There are a couple of old grannies, to be honest. And, uh, you know, the time's passing by. It's finished. It's outrageous. Rubens is getting 10 million a year. Ralph's getting 15 million a year. And, you know, we want more young guns in, in here. Look what Hamilton's doing. Look what Kovalainen's doing. Look what Vettel's doing. Look what Sutil's doing. You know, let's have more of that. We don't want these old grannies here anymore. It's time for them to go. Uh, one of the young bloods that you uh, would have been referring to, of course, would have been Nico Rosberg, who was, uh, was really on the back foot from the start because he got a 10 players grid penalty because of an unscheduled engine change which knocked him right down to 16th on the grid but he retired with an electronics failure on the Williams teammate Alexander Wurtz was hit at the first corner got involved in an incident after a pretty disappointing qualifying performance as usual from him so that was no points for uh, Williams today as uh, there, there was a very very slim chance that they might be able to do something about Renault but Renault's very strong showing today has now consolidated their third place in, in the championship now Ian Talking about the championship, it's 12 points between Lewis and Fernando, okay? Two races to go. If Lewis Hamilton wins next Sunday in China, he's world champion. But on the other hand, if he just stays ahead of Fernando, points-wise, he's going to do it. Which option do you think he's going to take? What would you do? What would you advise him to do? I think in the situation that he's in, go for the win. Um, he's done it all year. I, he can he can only lose this championship now. He's got it won. He can only actually throw it away. And I think he's most comfortable actually going flat out, going for the win. Um, and, you know, how many times have, have we seen it before? People start trying to, oh, well, I'll just play it safe. Look at Alonso in his first year, how he stretched it out. He should have won the championship with about five races to go. But you and I, Maurice Satin, had a conversation with Renault's Pat Simmons. What was it, four races before, five races before the end of the season? He told us how frustrated they were that Alonso was just being conservative. And, you know, I think you've got to go for it. You're racing. And what we've seen from Hamilton this this year in Formula One, the man's a race he's going for. I don't think, you know, he's got to stay ahead of Alonso because the, the mood that Alonso's in, you know, I don't know, he could perhaps take the pair of them out. And then and it's only a slim chance, as you say, but Kimi Raikkonen is, what, 15 points adrift, something like that. Um, he's still there. 
and that Ferrari is good and he could win both of the next next two races. So Lewis, he, he's got to get the job done and I think the best way to, is just attack. Well, actually, the thing about it is that uh, Alonso cannot afford to get involved in an incident because if he, Alonso, gets knocked out, he's knocked out of the championship, whereas it would be in Lewis's favour for, uh, uh, for if he fell out, it wouldn't matter quite so much. Yeah. So Alonso is the one who's got to apply the caution, actually, isn't he? Yes, but <laughs> Alonso might... <laughs> the mood that he's in saying, well, I'm taking Hamilton now. If I'm going, I'm taking Hamilton out with me. <laughs> so after 15 rounds of the championship and today's Japanese Grand Prix, very dramatic race, we see Lewis Hamilton at the top of the championship, extending his lead. He's got 107 points. Fernando Alonso, who didn't score today, in fact, didn't score for the first time this season. Uh, he scored at 90. He's, got, he's on 95 points still. Raikkonen moves up to 90. Massa is now out of it on 80 points. The penultimate round of the championship is next Sunday at Shanghai in China. Ian and I will be there to bring you all the stories, all the gossip, how the championship is playing towards a very dramatic final. But in the meantime, remember, drive safely, keep the revs up. This is Morris Hamilton saying thanks very much indeed for joining us, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye from Japan. Guardian Unlimited.